everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Goodies, the author series of podcasts and also services for authors. I'm your host, Deborah Carney, and I have with me today, um, Lindy Rochelle. Hi, Lindy. How are you doing? Hi, Debbie. I'm just doing awesome. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I got to talk to like six authors today. So, oh, you're just oh, I get the I get the fun part though. We were going to wind it up tonight, huh? Yeah. Um. Actually, I have one after you, and she's all the way in the Netherlands. So oh. that's going to be really fun. That will be. Um. um so um, now, why don't you introduce yourself to our folks and um, let them know uh, a little bit about you? Okay. Um, again, my name is Lindy Rochelle, and I am um, the owner of Penchant for Penning. And I know that that's hard to understand sometimes when you're in a podcast or an interview on the phone or whatever, and are on the radio. And when I thought of that name, I loved it um, way back in the '80s. <laughs> I'm in danger here telling you, you know, what's going on with my age. But um, you know, it sounded like a good idea at the time. What can I say? <laughs> So Penchant for Penning is my business name, and I love helping authors, and what I do is not only some book editing, but also author consulting, and these days with the landscape of publishing, you know, we all need a little bit of help, I think. Yeah, so basically um, you offer an editing service, which is what a lot of our self-published guys need. You know, they need to have access to editors because they, they may not think it right away but then after a while somebody's going to say hey <laughs> somebody who's not family is going to read their you know second or third draft and say you need to get this out to somebody who knows how to edit and uh, then they can come to you exactly uh, it's so important these days especially because so many people are self-publishing you know it used to be with traditional publishers when you actually manage to score a, a contract they would have an editing service that uh, you know took care of you, or or you know they made sure that you had a professional professionally edited book. But these days, with everyone being able to put up their eBooks uh, without any help whatsoever, they sometimes forget that people still want to read quality books, and they consider books that are not edited professionally as not being. Um, you know, maybe the author didn't feel that their own book is is worth the, the effort and the, and the money that you have to put out. But, you know, you have to believe in your book and, and you have to compete with so many other people. And the other thing, too, is when you're having friends and family review stuff and when you're reading it yourself, you can project what you intended. And your friends and family can probably, they can hear what you intended because they know your personality. So when you send something out to a person who's disconnected from you, and they read it, they can tell you where the problems are and the things that you thought were clear that were totally not. And I love telling this story for, about one of the very first authors I interviewed, and she said that um, she had a beta reader that would come to her house and, and read the book in front of her. You know, she would sit there, you know, not staring at her, but, you know, they would be in the same room and she would be paying attention to, you know, uh, her reactions to things. And, you know, one day she was sitting there and she was reading and she had been reading a while. And, and the author said, did you read this part over here? And she's like, yeah. And well, you were supposed to laugh. And she said, well, I didn't think it was funny. She goes, no, no, read it again. 
really? That that was supposed to be funny. You were supposed to laugh. And she goes, honey, that's not funny. <laughs> and that's exactly the kind of thing you need to go to an editor for. Um, that is so true. So true. You know. And it's the little nuances, too. You may even have an English teacher, but if they're not skilled in editing or used to editing all the time, there's the little nuances. One of my pet peeves uh, is repeating the same word like three, four times in a paragraph. And people oh, do yeah. that all the time. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I cringe every time I see that. It, it, you need to keep the flow going for the reader. And if they read the same word several times, then they're going to think, well, you know, couldn't they think of anything else to say? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And yeah. I think it's important to note for people that there's there's a couple different levels of editing and one level is copy editing, which is yes. your grammar and your punctuation and, you know, your spelling and those things. And then there is content editing, mm -hmm. which goes along with, does this make sense? Yes. And yes. that's the kind of editing, you know, a lot of people think of an editor and they think, oh, well, I know grammar, I know punctuation. But what they really need is a content editor right. to tell I them. Have, I was just going to say, I have some authors who use three and four editors. And even, you know, one or two after me. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be. We all do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're editing, it's the same as anyone else. You have interruptions. You have distractions. And sometimes things just get by. Uh, so it never hurts to have more than one editor. And oftentimes, if you're doing historical novels or things like that, you're going to have a, a, another editor anyway for a different type of reason. Mm -hmm. But... I, I can say if you, the more editors and the more eyes you have on your book before you actually publish, the better it is. Yeah, and it, that's especially important for historical novels and, um, you know, period pieces or pieces even about a specific location that isn't somewhere that you live. Exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. you need to have somebody go through, and yes, it's fiction, and yes, it's made up, but if you're using real references and they really don't fit, your reader yeah. is going to go... Yeah, um, if they and I might not catch them. Yeah, yeah, because I'm maybe, like I have a, a, an author that I work with that writes historical novels during the Civil War period. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't live there. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I, didn't, I didn't study it. So right. he has an editor review it that has studied that period and knows that period, knows the military, and because he talks a lot about his um, pro protagonist is a military man. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he talks about a lot of that um, type of... Uh, you know, stuff for the for the wars and of that period. And, of course, I don't know that. So right. he uses me for a different reason. And you certainly have to have that kind of editor when you have a specialty book. Yep. And and they're out there. Authors they don't, don't think you have to do it all yourself. Make sure, you know, you can go look for people like Lindy, and she can connect you with some of these other people that, you know, if yep. you need something fact-checked, she can help you find that and hook you up Absolutely. with that. Absolutely. All right, and then um, what were the other the other part of it is the coaching. So. Yes, and that's part of, of what I do as a consultant. Um, I usually have new authors because I, I gravitated, or they gravitate towards me, you might say, because I have worked uh, with small press publishers and um, self-publishing publishers, you might call independent is what I prefer to call them, independent publishers, and I've worked with them for nearly 10 years. So I, 
I know that industry a lot, so I get a lot of new authors. And when they come to me, you know, by the time they've done any kind of research online or talk to any of their friends, they're literally dazed and confused by the time I get them. Yeah. Because there's so much out there, and you don't know who to believe, you don't know who to trust. Uh, so, you know, being in the industry for quite a while, I, I know some of the names, I know who was really terrible to begin with as far as some publishers and who has cleaned up their act and maybe they're better now than they used to be. And so I help them navigate the waters, you might say, for what publishing is like today. And it's changed, it has changed dramatically in the last five to ten years, and it's going to continue to do so. So we really have to be aware of the technology that keeps changing everything and just not get comfortable. If you're going to be an author with multiple books, you can't get comfortable. Right. It's going to keep changing. Keep changing. And plus, you know, as you're talking about, you have multiple platforms now. You know, somebody might say, I only want to do an e-book and... You know, you can say, well, we can start with an ebook, but you really should do a print book as well. Yes. Or they want to dive in with a hardcover, and you're like, no, this would be better to start <laughs> out with Wait on that a minute, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and you can, um, you know, one of the things I'm hearing is that, you know, there's different publishing tactics for different types of books. Yes. And you may, you know, like right now, I self-publish everything because I, I'm a photographer and, you know, I put together pictures in a logical order and add some text to it. And on yeah. the Kindle Fire, it's a beautiful book. Yeah. And um, yet, if I wanted to do a coffee table book out of that same material, mm-hmm. you know, that's a totally different path to go down. It is. And it is. you, um, you know, authors really need to hear from you. Yes, this is this will be fine for you to self-publish, or no, let's use this small press, or yeah, you should be able, you know, you would be best with a business publishing house, you know, right. a business book or you know, cookbook or whatever your your specialty is. So, and many of them are so new to publishing that you know they've written a book and they really haven't looked into publishing or researched as much as they should, you might say, mm-hmm. to do their due diligence that they don't even really know the the fact that. If you're a self-publisher, quote-unquote, we use that term generically like Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the term self-publishing is, is used usually erroneously. Right. A lot of people... Yeah, because a true self-publisher is one who goes to a printer right. and works with the printer and they do, and the author does everything themselves. They become the publisher, they hire, get their own distribution, they get their own fulfillment house, you know, they do all of that. Where independent publishing, which is what I like to call it, is when you go to someone like, oh, um, well, Amazon's Create Space or Lightning Source, well, Lightning Source is a little bit different. See, there you are. There's the problem. <laughs> They're a little bit different. So, you know, trying to, this is what I try to do is, is to explain to an author what the differences are. Um, we talk about their book and what they want to do with it. So many of them don't even know what they, what they want to accomplish with their book. Right. Because some are, you know, this is business books. There are, you know, many nonfiction books, and then there are fiction books. And, you know, do they want to just write it? Do they want to do a legacy to their family, or do they really want to, uh, you know, try and be the next bestseller? Yeah. And so, so many don't even know. They don't have a goal. They just know they wrote a book, and they exactly. want people to read it. Exactly. And they haven't, 
uh, so many have not realized that they do need to become a business, basically, mm-hmm. if they're going to independently publish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they need to do that, and they need to have a, a business plan and a marketing plan and, you know. Oh, no, you just scared a whole bunch of authors. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> marketing plan, business plan. I just want to write a book and have it go out there. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I get, too. And so those are the, the people that are probably going to be better off with, with a, a company that will take charge and do a little bit more for them. Yeah, which is what you're calling, you know, the independent presses and the um, small yeah. press. And, you know, things like that. And what are some of the ways that you recommend for authors to um, to develop their sense of who a purpose for their book? Like if you're coaching them and, and they're telling you, well, this is what I want to write and or this is what I wrote. How do you get them to focus on on their goal? Um, sometimes that's a little bit difficult and that's why you know you have to explore with them and, and sometimes it'll take an hour or two or, or a couple of weeks even to have a, several conversations to you know try to determine what their goal is with their book and why did they write it in the first place do they only want one book or do, do they want to create a series uh, do they want it to, to be available to schools? Is it something that's instructional and, and might help a lot of people in that respect? Or is it something that they can use if they're going to go out into the lecture uh, arena, you know, and, and do presentations? If they're writing a novel, is it going to be a series type of thing? Or do they just have, I, I know one lady who she's done a little bit of both. She's done um, two, two of her books she's done in a series. And then there's a couple of books that just have this one-time thing. She had this idea, she wrote it, she's done with it, that's it. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, the author, it, it sometimes is very um, telling to the author. I, I do ask some very in-depth questions and make them think about what it is they want to accomplish with their book. Well, and, and that's, that's really tough for um, a lot of authors because they really don't know and they really need to hear somebody dig it out. Right. Well, you know what I had one author tell me, Deborah. I don't mean to interrupt, but he did say that very same thing. He says, I don't know the, the questions to ask myself. <laughs> exactly. That's why I came to you. What are you for? <laughs> yeah, this is why I came to you is because I don't know what questions to yeah, ask Yeah, you're right, too. He doesn't know the, you know, he didn't know the right questions to ask or the right, um, you know, uh, places to research. What am I, how am I supposed, what research terms am I supposed to use? I can't do it if I don't know what to use. Right. And... So, that was a great point. And now tell us some more about your, your services. Go go a little bit more in depth about what you do. Well, when I, to, to be specific, what I do is set up a uh, program, usually three to four months long. I'd like to do six months, but so many authors, they're leery in the beginning, and I keep my uh, rates very affordable because I know most authors, one, if it's their first book, they don't want to spend a lot of money because they don't know whether they're any good. Right. <laughs> you know? And so I try to keep everything at a, a you know, low-key, you might say. And we explore all their options. We find out uh, what it is they want to accomplish. We talk about what their target markets are. Some of them just say, well, I want everyone to read it. We know that. <laughs> okay? mm-hmm. But you need to start somewhere that is specific to, let's say, maybe even the background of the book, maybe what you're writing about is a particular country or setting your, your novel in a specific area or country, you know, those are the people you're going to target first. 
they have the highest interest in your book. Yep. And so many authors think that they want to go directly to um, Oprah. <laughs> yeah, and I would like to do that someday. But <laughs> you need to start within your own backyard. Right. Become a, um, a big fish in a small pond in your neighborhood and in your community, in your city. And that's where you start with the marketing and with the PR. And then PR. <laughs> that's a whole other story. And, um, you know, another part of the, another aspect of the consulting about media. We talk about media and what they can expect and, you know, how we might be able to approach them. Yep. So, go ahead. That's And that's so important, too, because a lot of uh, writers are, you know, a lot of authors are introverts. Or, like yes. you said, they don't have the competence yet. Yes. And they're like, you want me to talk to the media? <laughs> exactly. Want, what do you want me to do? And yeah. um, I love your point about starting local because I'm hearing more and more of that. Um, support your local independent bookstore by offering exactly. to do a reading or a book signing. And also locations in your um, in in your book locations yes. that are in your book go Absolutely. go to those places. Absolutely. Uh, my uh, my author, for instance, who writes about the Civil War, he loves Valley Forge. Mm hmm. And um. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to visit, or he. Let me see now. Um, actually, there was an. Oh, and I have another lady who um who set her story in Greece, actually. Okay. And that was also in an early period. And so, you know, she's been, uh, not advertising, but, you know, contacting the PR and everything in Greece, and, and she has some contacts there. And so she has a whole, um, you know, target market that is separate from the U.S. I mean, that's awesome when you can do something like that. Yep. Um, and, yeah, and a lot of people don't think of marketing to their locations. So, um, all right. So marketing and then PR, the big scary PR. You do mm -hmm. press releases, or there is there more? Uh, are they that's those going by of, the wayside? And you're doing yeah. Well, yeah, that's another discussion, definitely, and one that is ongoing for sure. Um, just like everything else in, in publishing, it's the same, obviously, with um, the media. They're industry is changing as well and dramatically uh yeah the press release is still somewhat necessary and it's especially nice to have it in your media kit whether you right. ever send anything off yeah to uh you know to the media or not it's just nice to have and but they are still necessary to a point there's a lot of online posting that's done now and um you know it's a different it's more of the, of the networking more of the media are using Facebook and they are using Twitter. So it is a very changing landscape and something that, again, you have to kind of keep up with on the technology. Yep. And, you know, the way we found each other was through Help a Reporter Out, which is yes. a newsletter that goes out three times a day full of pitches from people like me or full of queries from people like me that need to have guests on Absolutely. you know our podcasts and our blogs and you know we need information about the industry and, and what's going on. And instead of me having to go out and try to find all you folks, I just put a query in and then you guys go through and you read it and you say, Oh, I have something I can say on that subject. And <laughs> your authors can do that too by going through or you can do it for them, go through the newsletter to find 
queries. You know, I find people now that I don't have time to read help a reporter out all day every day, you know, the three times a day mm-hmm. that it comes out. And people will send me queries that they think that I would be interested in. You know, friends will take and copy that and send me in an email and say, you should go answer this one. And, <laughs> you know, so... I do that all the time to my authors, the ones that I've done edited books for. And uh, and one of my clients actually is a former Olympic skater, so guess what we're doing right now? (laughs) And he's written a book, you know. So we do, uh, I do that all the time. And then on the other side of that, uh, authors can also uh, use that to query um, everyone else that gets Harold because... I did that when I wrote my book, Blast From Your Past, Rock and Roll Radio DJs, the first five years, um, because I needed to get information about rock and roll radio, pioneering rock and roll radio DJs, and how was I going to do that? Yep. You know? And so I sent that query out, and it it was awesome. I just had everyone come to me. And you can do that as an author, get people who, um, you know, have, oh, specialized information maybe you're looking maybe one of your characters uh, does collectibles or something you know in a particular item yeah you want to learn more about that item and who else collects and all that other good stuff Mm -hmm. perfect way to do that yeah um great way to do research great way to find people to uh to to cooperate with on projects and um great way to find people that you can interview and to find out if there's an interest you know if you put out a query like if I had put out a query about authors that want to talk about their books or um, services that want to um, talk about their services and I only got like two answers, then I would know that that's something nobody cares about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, that's <laughs> and instead, you know, I got a lot of really good um, pitches back to me and I'm actually going to go back through the list and see if I missed anybody because I've gotten so many good interviews out of it. And yes, some of this information is going to eventually turn into a book. But it's, you know, you're gathering information from all across, you know, across, all around the world. I've, I've interviewed authors and service providers all around the world. So, um, yeah. so the first thing you do when an author comes to you is you have the question and answer session. How does what yeah. Yeah, I have a consult. Um, my first consultation, usually about 20 minutes or so, is free. And so I discuss with them some of the basics at that time. What is your book about? Um, is it published yet? Or, you know, what stage are you in, in other words? Um, what is it that you think you want to do first? <laughs> That's a telling question right there. Because most of them are not understanding what needs to be done and they haven't um, really established what their priorities are either once you've published your book or even if they haven't published yet what do they do after it is mm-hmm. so you know we, we talk about some of that stuff and we just kind of get to get know each other on that first consultation and then after that we have another session or two and then determine, we, that's how I set the program, I don't actually have a step by step advertised program that you know people can see on my website because every author and every book is different and so I you know talk with them and we establish what it is they need and what we can do within a certain time period and then we discuss that and what my time is and you know what the rate's going to be and come to an agreement on that 
So that's and that's really important that you figure out what they need and what they want. Yes. And now, what are some ways that you recommend authors market their books? Um, you know, that's such a convoluted um, question right now. Okay, let's stick to like social yeah. media. So, like, most authors are going to need some type of social media. Yes, yes. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Okay. Those are the top three. Pinterest is getting a lot of interest now, and that's visual, which is very good for authors, mm-hmm. especially those who have photographs associated with their book or, or illustrations or, you know, something of that sort. So Pinterest is good for that. Um, those are the top ones. Uh, and then going to the blogs, you know, if you can do a set yourself up for a blog tour, you know, that's a great way to market. Um you know, there's just so many different ways right now. But one of the things that we do when I'm working with an author is establish what are those top maybe four or five things that they can do. Because you can you can spend your whole day and nothing else on just networking and marketing. Right. And while you may, may want to do that, you know, once a week, I mean, it could take up everything and leave you no time for writing or anything else that needs to be done, you know, house cleaning and <laughs> laundry. <laughs> eating. <laughs> you know, eating, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it really can be very time-consuming, as everyone, I think, has found out with this social networking. But it can certainly be helpful, too. I actually, I sold a book for one of my authors because I was talking with someone on Facebook, and she was interested in pets, and this was a book about uh, special needs dogs. Nice. She just, yeah, she sent me an email and said, I just bought the book. (laughs) Nice. Awesome. And what do you think about the social networks that are book specific, like Goodreads or Shelfari or? Um, Goodreads I've had some good experiences with. Um, I like Goodreads. I don't get to work it as much as I'd like to. Again, you have to kind of um, pace yourself on the social networking. Right. Um, I think mix and matching, so you have a few of the standard social networking and then a few of the ones that you ones that are, are book-specific okay. um, would be too, obviously. Okay. All right. Very cool. Um, well, it's been lovely talking to you. I, you know, I, I love that services like you exist now, and that's, you know, a lot because of the way the publishing industry is going and it's creating a new yeah. side industry, you know, it is, it is absolutely, you know, and that's how it is with my day job, quote unquote, um, market. It's affiliate marketing and internet marketing. And you have to keep up with the technology in order to keep up with, you know, doing the best thing for your clients. And, um, our industry didn't exist in 1994, you know, <laughs> And it's the same thing with you. You've been you can be doing book consulting for a long time, but now there's so much more that you can offer, and it's so much easier to reach a larger number of people. Oh yes, that's that's awesome in many different ways. Yep, frustrating sometimes, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Okay, uh, my website is penchant, that's P-E-N-C-H-A-N-T, four, F-O-R, penning, P-E-N-N-I-N-G dot com. Love the name, but, I love you know. too. It's <laughs> very you. interesting. I've thoroughly enjoyed it over the years. It's just really hard, like I said, it's got too many uh, letters that all sound the same when you're on yeah. the 
a radio or a podcast. So, thepensionforpenning.com, and you can learn more about me. I have a, a bio there and some of my services. And then I also have a pensionforpenning.com um, blog, and you can reach that from the website as well. Okay. And what about your Twitter or Facebook? I do. I have Twitter. Both of them are under Lindy Rochelle, L-I-N-D-E-E. R O C H E L L E, and my um, handle. See, we used to have CB handles. Remember? I know, yeah. My handle on Twitter <laughs> is Irish Writer. I R I S H W R I T E R. All right, I'll have to go find you tonight and follow yeah. you. So come on, say hi. And- I will. I talk. Yeah. Um, so for those of you that are listening on iTunes or on another podcatcher, um, please go to bookgoodies.com where you can find this podcast and many others. You can do a search for Lindy and the podcast that she's on will show up and with little notes with links to all of her websites. And um, also while you're there, you can go up to the top of the page and click on, uh, there's two links, Be Our Guest or Contact Us. And that one you can offer to um, be our guest on a podcast or you can suggest a topic that you would like covered. And we'll see if we can't find somebody that can um, speak to it. Um, And we also have a link for you to tell us about your book. And if you can put all your book information into um, a one-page form and that will create a blog post for us that we can put up on our website about your book. Um, and again, that's bookgoodies.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Twitter slash bookgoodies and Facebook slash bookgoodies and Pinterest slash bookgoodies. So <laughs> you're us, we're, we're everywhere too. So um, our one last thing is we would like to thank geekcast.fm for hosting all of our podcasts and many others on internet marketing, working from home. And, of course, writing books and marketing your books. So, um, again, Lindy, thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah. It's been delightful. And thank you for all you do for authors. That's, that's wonderful. Well, thank you. I, I like being helpful. And I learn as much as I, I... I'm learning along with everybody else. I feel like <laughs> learning is never ending. And, and this series of podcasts has actually been very, very good for me as well as getting the word out about the authors. And the services. That's just really important. (laughs) So, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. And get out there and get writing. And have a great day. Bye-bye.